Spirit of God has been moving and having a, a real good time with us. Have, has everybody been enjoying the presence of the Lord? Amen. Father, we just thank you for your presence. And God, as we get into your word today, God, I thank you that you have already gone before us and you are behind us. You are with us. We thank you, God, for your character and your nature. And so, Lord, today we just submit ourselves uh, even to the word today. That, God, you would um, <clears throat> open up our hearts, help us to see what you want us to see. And, Lord, I thank you for bringing amazing, amazing freedom today. I thank you that you are the one who sets captives free. You are the king of glory. And, Father, I thank you that today you have been from the start of this service all the way through the message, God, you're setting us free, and I thank you, God. We love you, we honor you, and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Well, if I was going to title this message, um, I, I would probably title it, We Are in a Kairos Moment with God. And I would say, uh, don't tolerate your stronghold. God is breaking off some things off of us as a church and as individuals. And we are really in a real precious season from the Spirit of God. And so if you're a guest with us, we're glad you're here. You're coming in at a great time. If you have a stronghold or you have something in your life that has been binding you and keeping you under what God has for you, you are coming to the right place at the right time. Because the Spirit of God is moving to bring freedom to the captives. And I'm telling you, it's happening. Uh, I know last week I shared several testimonies of people, of what God has been doing, even in our fast. And I even want to share another breakthrough testimony. You guys want another breakthrough testimony? As I start to get into the Word, I want to share another one with you that was shared with me. And um, I just, I am just rejoicing at what God is doing. And uh, I'm excited. Is anybody else excited? Let me see a smile. Are you excited out there, online people? Amen. It's time. God's waking us up, and he's stirring us up. So this is a testimony of breakthrough. Uh, a year ago, I was praying only a few desperate prayers. One was Psalms 13:3. Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle in my eyes, or I will die. I'm going to read that again. Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle in my eyes, or I will die. Because if you don't do it, God, I have no hope. God did restore me from the tired, depleted place I was in at the time. He restored me in so many ways, which is a story in itself. But that was only the beginning because recently he took me on a new journey that I was not expecting. A journey of greater experience and awareness of his spirit. The passage in John where Jesus says his followers will worship him in spirit and in truth, suddenly has deep meaning for me. Especially during the weeks of the fast, God broke boxes I didn't even know I put him in. He gave me such new ways to think about him. My tendency is to analyze spiritual experiences until I doubt them. Anybody else done that? But God did not allow that to happen. He was on step ahead of me, at every turn giving me another confirmation. How many times does God have to confirm something before I stop calling it a coincidence? 
How many times does he have to give a word for me that speaks directly to my life through another person who doesn't even know me before I trust in him? I mean, that is a rhetorical question because unfortunately, I don't know the answer, but I'm telling you, God does, and he is so kind. God used this last month to convince both my head and my heart of a number of things, some of which I've struggled to accept for a while. God is saying, I'm doing a new thing in your life. Everybody say, God is doing a new thing in my life. You know my voice. You are here for a purpose. I have a future for you, and it's far from over. Even the message a couple weeks ago about the Orcas and how New Covenant is a clan of believers who hear the same sound resonated deeply with me and was a confirmation that I'm where I'm meant to be. But I'm not satisfied yet, and I will add, don't ever get satisfied. There's always more. Can I have an amen on that? I want to trust God has more, and I want to seek it with all my heart. God is moving. God is doing something unique in this place, and I'm excited to see it. Do it, God. Amen. Can we give God some praise? Amen. God is doing something in our midst. And uh, he's doing something, I, just like what this person said, God is doing something unique in this place. And I believe that God is putting in my heart that we are really in a place of a kairos moment. Kairos is a word in the, in the Greek, and I'll get to it briefly, but kairos moment is this, is this thing that it's a defining moment. You know, sometimes we get to a place in our lives where we hit walls, hit walls, hit walls, and it's like the grace of God comes to help you break through the wall. And so all of us have some walls, all of us have some obstacles that are all in our life. There is not a person in this room or online that does not have a stronghold or an area of their life where they need breakthrough. We all, every one of us, have something in our life that is keeping us from the destiny of God, that's keeping us from pressing further into our intimacy and our love for God. There's just walls we come up against. But we are in this kairos moment where we have a defining moment. God is moving and his grace is being released to break chains. His grace is being released to, to break bondages, to bring Goliaths down, whatever term you want to put on it, to break strongholds off of our life. He's moving and he ultimately has a goal to get us so free and in and, and love with him and his presence that we literally become people who fulfill the Great Commission, that we become people who literally win the loss, who help this city come to know amazing God. Because he has an ultimate goal, and it's not just to make your life better. He really does have an ultimate goal, but it's not to make you happy. The ultimate goal in Father God's heart is he wants more kids. He wants to set the captives free. He has anointed us to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to deliver those who are in bondage, and to set those who are in captive, captivity free. You and I. And so he wants to set you free to help set others free. Because he is building a family. And you know what? We're all part of that family. 
Aren't you glad you're in the family of God? We took communion together today in remembrance of how he has adopted us into the beloved. <laughs> Is anybody happy about that, by the way? But kairos is this Greek word. Kairos moment. We're in a kairos moment. Got to get the clicker out. I forgot it was in my pocket. But the kairos, what does kairos mean? Greek word that means the right time, the critical time, the opportune moment to take action. Everybody repeat that with me. The right time, the critical time, the opportune, opportune moment to take action. We're not talking about being defensive in our warfare with, with uh, the things that are in life. We're talking about taking action and destroying strongholds, breaking bondages, demon-slaying, powerful, quaking, Christian-loving guys and girls who really want to put a hurt on the kingdom of darkness, who want to break down the walls and the barriers that are erected within our own lives. I think we got some crazy ones in here that want to get some freedom and take this opportune moment where the Spirit of God is doing something and come into cooperation with Him to allow Him to do what He wants to do. Amen. But I believe this also, when we're talking about the opportune moment to take action, these are the turning points in our life. These are the defining moments in your life when God breaks in and you seize the moment, you seize the opportunity of what he's doing. Now, I, I understand it's always the right time to get free. It's always the right time to be in the word. It's always the right time to seek God. It's always the right time. You, you, so don't hear me say that God only moves in certain times because <laughs> he's always moving, even when we don't feel it. He's always moving even when we don't see it, correct? But there is something special about what is going on right now in this house. And I, we need to get more people believing that. I believe it's a moment of maximum opportunity, a moment when change is possible and God's grace is there to help us break free. But many times what I've found in my own life and I'm in that season as I'm coming alive in God anew, in a new way. Many times Kairos moments come in seasons after we have had a dry spell in our walk with Christ. Many times Kairos moments come when we've had failures and disappointments in our life. Many times Kairos moments come when really the, the action of heaven and the Holy Spirit, you, maybe you haven't been feeling his presence very strong. Anybody been there, done that? Sometimes these seasons come when we have been very, very disappointed and unfulfilled promises have knocked on our door and we've had seasons of failure, maybe. I believe Kairos moments come in those times where God says, hey, you need some extra help. <laughs> Does anybody need some extra help? Anybody need some extra help? <laughs> I'm going to get into some of the strongholds and all that kind of stuff here in a minute. But where I feel the Lord really is stirring my heart is uh, this, this one area. What I believe, I'm just going to say what I believe God's going to do today is he is going to break off unbelief, disappointment, and discouragement today. So that we can begin to move into what he has promised us and to break off strongholds and things that are holding us back. So will you agree with me in Jesus' name on that? 
But here's one thing I know about Kairos moments and things that I've experienced in my years of, of walking with the Lord. You can actually miss your Kairos moment. You can actually miss the visitation of what God wants to do in you and through you and for you. And here's where I believe that many of us need to be careful, including myself, is many times because of the disappointments and the things that have happened in our life, we fall into unbelief. And if you're not careful, unbelief can keep you bound in the disappointment and the discouragement. And unbelief then steals your trust. Hear me. Unbelief steals your trust in God to move or to believe he is moving and that he is able to bring breakthrough and to fulfill the promises that he has promised you. So what happens is sometimes when we get in a place of dryness, disappointment, frustration, things are not happening. You've been standing believing God for some things in your life for years. And when those things don't happen, you begin to, that disappointment begins to work unbelief in your heart. And so then everybody starts talking about what God's doing. Everybody starts talking about the freedom that other people are getting. And you're going, yeah, I hope so. That's good for them. And unbelief has this way of stealing your trust in God. Stealing your trust that he really is moving. That God really is doing something right now. Where are you at in your belief system where are you at in believing god for breakthrough where are you at believing god can can free you and give you freedom over the things that keep you bound i don't believe you have to stay in depression i don't believe you have to stay in financial bondage i don't believe you have to stay in sickness and disease i do not believe you have to to stay in anxiety i don't believe you have to stay in any of those strongholds can i have it a witness I do not have to wrestle with my stronghold until I die. I don't have to manage my stronghold. I don't have to manage my stronghold. I don't have to manage it. I don't have to manage my anger. I don't have to manage the, the, my addictions. I don't have to manage any of those things. I can be free from those things. Say, I can be free. I can be free. I am free because the Son has set me free. Now, God, help us to break off unbelief today in Jesus' name. Let's wrestle that monster down because unbelief wants to say, yeah, good luck with that one. So restore the sparkle in our eyes, God, or we will die. Because if you don't do it, God, I have no more hope. Lord, restore the sparkle in our eyes. Restore the hope again in our hearts. Restore the faith in believing you, God, for the supernatural. Believing you, God, for the amazing. Mm. So, what I believe God is saying, if you haven't heard me yet, is we're in a Kairos moment where you're, you're, you're at the right time, at the right place, in the right moment for a ripe breakthrough 
of strongholds in your life. Right now, we're in a season of breakthrough for you, an invitation to get free from the bondages and the chains and the giants or the strongholds that have plagued you and me for years. I have some things that I've dealt with with, with in my own life, but in my family's life, and I'm telling, God help me to know where to go, what to share and what not to share. You can share too much, you know what I mean. Mm. But there are things like fear and anxiety that plague so many people that are a stronghold from the enemy. It is not, it is not to be accepted in your life. There is depression. There is insecurity and pride. There is anger and rage. We all have something. There is life-controlling issues. There's health issues. There's rejection. There's sexual sin. There's addictions. There's negative critical thinking. There's marriage relational issues that are constant in some people. Some people are constant in their financial bondage. And bondage, you don't have to have bondage in your finances. Fear of man was addressed last week with a prophetic word that when someone came forward and just challenged us to break out of the fear of man and to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And some of us took a step and we started raising our hands and we started to do something different than we normally did to push that fear of man off of our hearts. And so there's a, a dime a dozen. I could go through a thousand strongholds. But you know what? You probably know your stronghold pretty doggone well. I probably don't have to tell you what your stronghold is. If you're going, hmm, wonder what that is, I just don't believe that probably is true. I think, it's, I think you've been wearing that thing for a long time. I think you know it like the back of your hand. Anybody tired of them? I tell you what, I, I, I was, I was, the Lord brought something up that I dealt with, not personally, but somebody I helped to bring freedom to many, 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 many years ago. They were not even a part of this church, and I'm just going to get... And the, the person was struggling with identity issues and male-female identity issues, okay? And I, I realize that's going rampant within our culture, okay? And, 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 and so there was a sin, there was a thing that they were struggling with. And every time that I would bring this person to a place of getting broken in that, and to get freedom from that stronghold, they would back away from it. And they, would, they, would, they just wouldn't believe God could set them free from it. And so we kept pressing in, we kept pressing in, and, 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 and freedom never came. And the sad part about that is 20 years later, guess what his children are dealing with? Guess what bondage the children are now struggling with? Last night, we were talking and having fun at home, and one of my children's spouses were a little frustrated with the other spouse, and it wasn't bad. It was playful, and, uh, <laughs> and my child was getting impatient with a certain situation, and I, I put my arm around him. I said, I'm sorry, honey. That's my fault. I said, I gave that to him. <laughs> But what I was saying is, he has, a he has a bondage that needs to be free, and he's going to get it, but I didn't deal with it until later on in my life, 
I already gave it to him. I dealt with it and I broke that off, that impatience, that anger, that critical spirit, all that kind of stuff. I've dealt with a lot of that to get rid of it. Karen will say, you're, you're a whole lot more patient than you ever have been. I mean, I've, I've come a whole different place. But here's what I want to tell you. What you don't transform, you transfer. You better write that down in your notes. What you don't transform inside of you, you only transfer it. It's like you give your children a, a silver platter. Some of the strongholds that we're walking in, we didn't even create. Some of those have been handed to you on a silver platter and said, here you go, daughter. Here you go, son. Because mama and daddy didn't want to deal with what their junk was in their trunk. Now I'm giving you my trunk. Anybody been there? Anybody sees generational things? How is it? How is it that a guy can go to prison and never see his son, but yet that same stronghold his son deals with? He's never a part of his life, but that same stronghold gets passed down. Crazy stuff. Well, what was it with Abraham? Abraham lied about his wife, Sarah. And what, what does his son do? His, his son lies later about his wife, not being his wife. So remember, what you don't transform in your life, you get it gets transferred. And that's a scary thought. But the power of Jesus is to break that garbage off of you. The power of the cross that we just experienced here today with the blood of Jesus and his body, that stuff does not have to stay in your life. Come on, does anybody believe that? Hmm. Depression, if it looms over your you year after year after year, you do, and you don't have joy, and you don't have hope, and you're kind of the, the nobody wants to be around you because you're Debbie Downer. Not that that name is a downer. Sorry if your name's Debbie. <laughs> we do have a Debbie. Sorry about that. <laughs> Absolutely, we rebuke that. That stronghold does not have to remain in your life. But the stronghold is, this is the picture of a stronghold. Well, there's this, did, did I miss that? Yep. What is a stronghold? We're going to read this scripture here. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, our weapons, everybody say our weapons. They have what? Divine power to demolish strongholds. Say, I have divine power to demolish strongholds. I have divine power to demolish my strongholds. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and it shall quicken your mortal body. It shall do something in you. But what the enemy does is he convinces us that we have no power, we have no authority, and that God cannot do that. And so we shrink back from believing God that we have been given divine power to demolish strongholds. I've done it. I've wore the t-shirt. I've sold it in a garage sale, and I've bought it back many times. How about you? As I gain victory over things in my life, and then doubt comes in, and you begin to shrink back from what you believe. By golly, we need to push, push, push. Can I have an amen on that? Yeah. 
So we have this power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's who we are. Say, that's who I am. So the metaphor that Paul is using is a stronghold. That's what a stronghold is. A stronghold, he spoke in metaphoric language because Israel knew what a stronghold was because they fortified all their cities. Why do you think they fortified all their cities? Because there was war all the time there. They were always defending their house. They were defending their they were defending themselves. And so that is what the metaphor he's saying is it's like a fort. Because the word stronghold here in the Greek means fortified thought. Everybody say fortified thought. What is holding your stronghold in your life and keeping you what you think is keeping you safe is keeping Satan safe inside your home. Because a stronghold, Satan has a hook in you. He has a strong hold on you in a particular area of your life. I don't know about you, I'm sick of him having a hold on my mind. And he's using a metaphor and saying that these fortified thoughts create power to keep you bound to your stronghold. So unbelief, like we just talked about, unbelief is a belief system. It is a fortified thought that you can't get free. And you've got to deal with your unbelief in order for you to be free. And we don't deal with our unbelief or whatever stronghold that we're dealing with the way the world does. I cannot educate you out of your stronghold. I can't give you enough scripture. Yes, the scripture will set you free as you meditate on it, but education is not going to be what frees you from your stronghold. You getting smarter about how the enemy works against you. No, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Keys of the kingdom, whatever words you want to use, God has given us a power as people of God. And we've surrendered that power and that authority, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, away. And I want to address unbelief. I want to come against that fortified thought because unbelief is keeping us from getting free. Mm. Mm. And I'm tired of seeing the thing that I just gave an example of, of, a, of a dad who didn't deal with his junk in his trunk. And I'm tired of seeing the repercussions of it 10, 15, 20 years later. So stronghold is a fortified thought. And that fortified thought then protects Satan's position in you. In any area, hear me, any area of your life where you have no hope, you know, have no hope of God's redemptive power breaking in is a stronghold. If you have no hope, it's like, and I'm telling you, I'm coming out of it, but I'm not there yet. But I'm having to do it through the word and through worship. But I'm telling you, when you don't believe you can lose weight, when you don't believe God can break that stronghold, 
When you don't believe God can break depression off you, when you don't believe that anxiety and panic attacks just happen and that's just, it's just a chemical imbalance. I realize there's chemical imbalance. I am not saying, please don't hear me about medication and all that. If you need medication, you take medication. But I'm telling you, there's also a spirit of fear that torments the body of Christ. And if you don't deal with that spirit of fear, I'm telling you, it will take your lunch. If you don't deal with your depression, it will eat your lunch. If you don't deal with your stronghold, if you don't deal with your addiction, it will take you. You start to realize how fortified these thoughts are when you start to try to help people get free. And all of a sudden, you hear every excuse in the book of why they can't be free from the stronghold that's in their life. Please, I hope you don't hear condemnation in this message. I hope you hear faith. I hope you hear that we're going to kick butt of unbelief. I hope you hear that God is more than enough. I hope you hear that God has given us power to demolish strongholds, that you do not have to accept and, and, and have unbelief in your heart that it has to stay the way it is. Say, I'm a wise man. A wise man scales the city of the mighty, and he brings down the trusted stronghold. Everybody read that together. A wise man scales the city of the mighty, and he brings down the trusted stronghold. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. If you believe God is moving in this Kairos moment, and God is moving, it means that, God, that wise people are going to move with him in order to destroy the trusted stronghold. You're going to climb your city wall, and you're going to bring that sucker down brick by brick, mortar by mortar, and you're going to get freedom from that stronghold. This is good preaching. That's not, I hope that didn't sound arrogant. The word of God's good. So again, the weapons are, we fight with are not, car, they're not carnal. They're not the weapons of this world. But on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take that captive, that thought, that stronghold, that unbelief, we take it captive and make it obedient to Christ. Say, I'm going to make it obedient to Christ. We demolish every argument, every pretension. That is what we're to do. And we make it obedient to Christ in the knowledge of God. And I'm going to get into a little bit of how we do that. But our warfare, again, is not about flesh and blood. And it's not carnal. Our weapons are going to work because they're, they're divine power from God. And the purpose of pulling down the strongholds or demolishing the strongholds, it's really about pulling down anything that opposes God's will. And you know as well as I do, when you're in a stronghold, it is opposing God's will for you. You're not fulfilling God's will in you when you're allowing that stronghold to be there. And here Paul refers specifically to the warfare in our mind. 
the warfare in my mind, against the arrogant thoughts, against the rebellious ideas in my head, against the attitudes which are terms and arguments that go on in my head. And every high thing, every prideful thing in my heart that wants to hold on to that stuff, I've got to let go. Because it opposes to, it opposes the knowledge of God. It opposes God's way. So what I do, if I'm going to destroy the arguments that are going on in my brain, or the, the thing that's going on in me to keep my stronghold fortified, because really your stronghold, is again, is fortified thought. If I'm going to bring that down, and I'm going to bring it into subjection to the knowledge of God in my mind, and, and I'm going to bring that fortified thought or that stronghold down, if I'm going to demolish it, how do I do that? I've got to, number one, get in belief, and that's what we're talking about here. But it, in my struggling, so for example, if I'm struggling in my health, well, say you're, you have cancer or health issues, how, how do I how do I come against the stronghold of affliction? How do I come against the sickness? Because do we believe that God des desires to heal us? Yeah, yeah. Are we a people that believe that uh, Isaiah 53 that says, by his stripes we are healed? Do we believe the word of God that says, we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover? Yeah. Do we believe those scriptures? Yeah. But many times the stronghold of unbelief keeps you back because you've experienced people not being healed. You've experienced your own life not getting victory over the pain in your back or your ankle or your whatever. We've seen many, many great successes in healing. And we've seen a lot of lost battles. We've had a lot of wins, but we've had some also loses in some battles. But here's what we do when it comes to health. I begin praising God that he is Jehovah Rapha. I begin to thank him that Jehovah Rapha means he is the God that heals. I begin to declare Psalms 103 over my life. And I begin to say, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits who forgives your sins and heals all of your diseases. And I begin to declare God's praise through his word. I begin to remind myself and make myself happy of the word of God and the promises of God. So what you've got to do is you've got to find a promise in the word of God for the stronghold that you're dealing with. You've got to stand on something. And it can't be your emotions. It can't be your fortified thought. It has to be the word of God. And so I find a promise in the word of God that says that stronghold is, is, is trespassing against me. That stronghold is not what it's supposed to, it's not for me. And I begin to praise God for who he is. I can't focus on the stronghold. I got to focus on the strong one. I can't fo focus on what's wrong with me. I've got to focus on the one who brings deliverance to me. And you are a deliverer, God. You are a strong tower. And the righteous do run into you. You are holy. And you are true. And you are the great I am. And you are the one who delivered the children out of the Red Sea and broke out the bondages of the demonic. And you delivered your people from destruction. You covered the, the Egyptians with the water. You brought Joseph out of the prison. You brought David out of the bondage. You brought Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo out of the fire because you are God and that's who you are. That is who he is. 
And by golly, we've got to get belief back in the righteous King of glory, knowing who He is and how He works and how He sets the captives free. And yes, it may delay in time, but God, guys, joy comes in the morning. As we fight and we make war with the Word of God and trusting God and worshiping Him and taking authority over those things that bind us, I'm telling you there is no demon in hell that will not bow to your authority when you believe that Jesus is the living God, that you believe Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords and He has given the same authority that He has been given from Almighty God and He has transferred that to you. And He said, go, go. And make disciples. Go, set the captives free. I'll spit myself happy. He is healer. He is deliverer. He is provision. He is peace. He is joy. He is love. He is compassion. He is a deliverer. He is the joy that you need that will kick out your depression. He is the peace that passes all understanding and He will strike down the spirit of fear with His amazing love because He is amazing love. And perfect love drives out fear. I say perfect love drives out fear. I say perfect love drives out fear. Fear, get out of the body of Christ. You can't have us any longer. Panic attacks, I bind you and I take authority over you in Jesus' name. Our God delivers and He sets the captives free. Mm, who is he? He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the one who delivers you. And I rebuke unbelief. I come against that spirit of unbelief and doubt, and I take authority over you in Jesus' name. You are not going to eat my lunch any longer. How about you guys? Shalabakuyate. Demonic principalities, you come down in Jesus' name. Anybody getting happy out there? Anybody willing to find a promise in the Word of God and stand on it? When hell breaks out against you, you stand and you keep standing. You keep declaring what the Word of God says about our God, and you quit focusing on the stronghold, and you say, no, my God shall set me free according to His riches and His glory. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We're in a Kairos moment, church. It's the right time to take action against your stronghold. It's time to quit tolerating it. It's time to quit petting your guinea pig. I mean, look at him, and he's so cute. Stroke me, stroke me. You dress it up however you want, and it's still a guinea pig. You put a skirt on her, and she's still a guinea pig. She poops, and she smells in that cage. You can get all the cedar chips you want. It ain't going to help. I mean, really? I've had a guinea pig. My sister was stupid. Thing got lost one time in our house. About never found it. What does the word say? And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. 
If you're coming to Heavenly Father and you're asking him to break off a stronghold of your life, you have got to believe him. You have got to believe that he is the one and the only, that he is the only source of your deliverance. He is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I love what's going on in this church. I love people are starting to worship the Lord in a new way. People are starting to believe God for good things. There's a seeking after God. People are starting to get into the word more. People are starting to cry out to God more. People are starting to want to sanctify their life and make it holy and set healthy boundaries and parameters in their life. And I'm excited about it. And all I can say is, let's keep pressing. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep digging for more of the Lord. Just like the testimony I, I read earlier, let's never be content where we're at in our walk with Jesus Christ. You currently have as much of Jesus as you currently want. And if you want more, there is always more. If you want more passion for Christ, there is always more passion. If you want to have deeper revelation of the beauty of our God, there is always deeper revelation of the beauty of our God. But if you're satisfied with a little dabble, do you? This place ain't for you. Because we're going to go after more. And it might get more undignified than what happened this morning. It might be more than jumping up and down. We will keep on our loincloths, loin but hey. And, and, and you may see the gifts of the Spirit manifest. You may see tongues and interpretation of tongues. You may see healings. You may see deliverances. You may see somebody levitate from the ground because we're casting out a demon. That crap happens. But he has, he has come to set the captives free. He has, he has called us to destroy demonic strongholds and do not tolerate them. So we're going to break some unbelief today. We're going to break some disappointment. If you would stand up with me, we are actually going to do a song. And I have no clue how we're going to do this. All I know is God wants you to make a prophetic act. He wants you to get out of your chair. He wants you to step forward. He wants you to, to make a move towards him. That's all I know. We've got the altar team ready, and we've got the prophetic team ready. But at first, what I want to do the, this song that we're getting ready to do, it's, it's 12 o'clock, and if you need to leave, you can leave. I wouldn't, man, because there's going to be some freedom go down. But if you need to leave because your roast is burning, there's more things going to burn than that, but hey, go for it. It'll be your oven and your house and everything else, right? But hey, listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm really not wanting to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be not kind. But if you need to leave, please, you feel free to do that. The song that we're going to sing, it, it talks about the character of God. And I wanted this song, and, and you know the song, you're going to get excited when I tell you the name of it, because you know the song. But it's Waymaker. And he is our Waymaker. And 
He is our healer and our deliverer. Even when we don't see it, he's working. Even when we don't feel it, he's working. And we're going to play it. It's, it's like 25 minutes long. So we're, we're going to take some action against the demonic principality of doubt and unbelief. And we're going to kick some tail in that as we, as we focus our affection on who he is. Not on the stronghold, not on the demonic. Not, they're, they're, they're a bunch of cheese balls. They do, they do not get, deserve any of our attention. What deserves our attention right now is the King of Glory. And so if you guys wouldn't mind, put that video up. And for a few moments here, what we're going to do is I want you just to close your eyes and to worship the Lord. I want you to ask him to break off doubt and unbelief off of your heart right now. Because I believe this next week you're now going to move into a season of God giving you a strategy to break strongholds off of your life. But we've got to break off unbelief and doubt first. Are you with me? And so um, I'm going to lead us through a prayer, and then we're going to start this song. So what you will close your eyes with me, and let's just pray. And then we're going to go into this song, and we'll give other instructions here in a minute. Okay? All right, Jesus, we love you. Tell him you love him. <laughs> I'm going to first take authority over that stinking spirit, and then I'm going to have you repeat after me here in a few minutes. But Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over doubt and unbelief right now. Go. Just get out. Tell him to get out. Get out of my life. Stronghold of unbelief. I serve you notice today. You don't belong in my fortified thoughts. And I tell you right now, I'm commanding you in the name of Jesus to get out of my house. Get out in Jesus' name. Doubt you have no place in me any longer. Unbelief go in Jesus' name. Here's what I want to do. I want you to forgive the Lord. That sounds so crazy because he does no wrong. But there's some disappointments and there's some things that have created doubt in your heart. And I don't know about you, but there's this thing where I have been disappointed with things and how they did not go down. And sometimes I have this tendency to blame God. Anybody else do that? So walk with me here for a minute. This sounds crazy. Father, in the name of Jesus, I forgive you. I know you've done nothing wrong. But Lord, forgive me for taking my disappointments out on you. Forgive me for taking my disappointments out on you. Forgive me for blaming you. I release you, God, from my judgments that I have made against you. And I let go of disappointment. Now feel that right now. I let go of disappointment. Mm. Let it go. Do you feel that? I let go of disappointment. I let go of failure. And I give it to you. I let go of unbelief. Now feel it. Feel it leave. Yeah, get out. I let go of unbelief. And I choose to believe you, God. 
I choose to believe you. And I will cooperate with you. And what you're wanting to do in my life. And I thank you for setting me free from my bondage. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, show me the glory of who you are through this song so that I might believe you. In Jesus' name. Let's play the song.